0: Hey, man, it's good to see you again. Hey, good to see you, too. Yeah, I mean, like, I always like catching up with you, you know, during the holidays, Festival of Lights. That's right. And the light time is the right time. (laughs) Yeah, you know it. Uh, I'm just glad that, uh, you know, Mom and Dad aren't here, because otherwise we might have, like, a festival of fights, you know what I mean? (laughs) I sure do. Uh yeah no I'm I'm and the the Christmas season you know the magic's in the air all the lights and uh just the magic is in the air like I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. Get your hands up in there as well. Got course. <laughs> White people are the devil. You know how he does and you know, flows and I want to cuz I like your stino, and that dingo. We love you crazy Skeeter's the one for me <laughs> It's like that's, that's pretty, all we that's can do That's basically the entire show <laughs> I think we really picked the highlights Of what needed to be talked about, right? Skeeter tries <laughs> So, I'm fine with that being like a thirty seconds. Yeah, just like real quick, <laughs> and then right into <laughs> probably the best part of the show. It's really catchy. It's not bad, even though I don't understand the words. Yeah, it's not important. Uh, I guess so. So, welcome everybody. This is your delicious Carton Casters back for the holiday season, um, and we're giving you a real Christmas goose this time. <laughs> Uh, we, this is our first scrambled segment in honor of our twenty fifth anniversary. Yes, happy anniversary, Ben! I and got sad you. podcast. Zane. <laughs> I got, <laughs> I got you a terrible episode of <laughs> the Carton Cast. Yes, the Carton Cast. I, I think I know that guy. I, I, saved, <laughs> I saved his life that one time. <laughs> yeah, didn't he grow up to be a famous DJ in Roxbury? That's right. Um, we are going to be talking about Cousin Skeeter. Uh, the i <laughs> So sorry we're not talking about Fraggle Rock. (laughs) We made the wrong choice. That was my fault. So generally, of course, the Carton cast is about talking about old cartoons and, you know, uh, really, really drinking in the animation of yesteryear. I don't know why I wanted to do a puppet show, and I know even less why I wanted that puppet show to be Cousin Skeeter, but here we are. It was Cousin Skeeter or Fraggle Rock. We had that cliff grab scenario, you know, do you reach for... Do you reach... Yeah, do you reach for Fraggle Rock or, like, a bucket of chicken or something? Uh, and this is... Man. Yeah, like... It might sound like I've just made a racist joke, but really what I'm doing is what Cousin Skeeter would do. (laughs) Right. He's just appreciating his own blackness. Right. Tis the season to be Cousin Skeeter. (laughs) Tis tis the season to skeet. Right. Um, Which, by the way, I just made this connection that Skeeter in Doug was supposed to be black. I'm wondering if there was... I hope there wasn't, like, inspiration (laughs) one way or the other, but it seems coincidental. Right. Do it's, you think that this guy's name was Mosquito as well? It's certainly not a, like, it's not a common name. It feels weird to call it a coincidence. It also seems possible that Cousin Skeeter is not a real person. <laughs> right. And it's just in Bobby's imagination. I don't think it's um, possible that the, any of the people who worked on this show hadn't seen Doug, just because they were at, also at Nickelodeon. Also, yeah, and, you know, Doug was so ubiquitous Right, um, like 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 you said, everybody loves Doug for reasons that they can't quite comprehend, or right. Verbalize, and everybody loves cousin Skeeter. He is for the reasons one for that only me. only, only <laughs> he, only one he one can me. verbalize those reasons. Yeah, but he can verbalize them for like an hour and a half straight. <laughs> we should just like do a super cut of him boasting about himself, and that's the show. Yeah, <laughs> I'm skinning bears for money. <laughs> I've made twenty five rubles a day. Um, um. So yeah, we're let's give let's give cousin Skeeter a shot. Um, for those of you who don't know, Cousin Skeeter is basically the awkward teenage years of the Huxtables. <laughs> right. <laughs> or any other, you know, Nickelodeon had this tradition of, like, you know, kind of like a, I, I hesitate to say, like, black outreach program, mm-hmm. but that sort of is what it seemed like. Yeah. It seemed like... Black culture was becoming a little bit more prevalent at the time, and there was a concerted effort to include them in in, in programming. Well, the um, I, I I had forgotten this This is a huge blind spot in my memory. But watching the you know the Cousin Skeeter episodes, sometimes they would have like the commercials in between, or like the you know throw to commercial kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was all no, that was the early days. But around this time, it was all like rap and like you remember Stick Stickley? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Nick News, Linda Ellerbee. Yeah, he could have gone in. Uh, Stick Stickly could have gone in um, in Cousin Skeeter. <laughs> Dick Stick Stickly? <Pixie-tilly>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have been pretty good. Uh, like by the way. Like his little puppet friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he reaches his hand inside of Stick <laughs> That would be really hard to, like. My brain can't quite connect the dots on how that would actually function. Some inception level. By, by the way, um, I should mention a couple things about um, how this show is produced. First of all, I am in Boston. Uh, for the for the duration of the next couple of weeks it is a break for me from grad school and so i am in boston hanging out with both of my brothers one of whom is zane as you know and lars and no and, uh, one of whom is David, who is literally in the other room right now and refusing right. to do the podcast. <laughs> yes. So we're gonna see if we can get him on for next week's Magic School Bus, because <laughs> I will also be here. That would be lovely. But yeah, we're in person. It's great to see Zane again. It's better to see his hair again. Yeah. <laughs> Thank and, you. And, uh, secondly... Tis the season. <laughs> tis the season for Zane's <laughs> <Sam's> hair. <laughs> I I do miss the Wafro a little. Yeah. You don't look quite as much like Bob Ross, and it's hard to describe you without that comparison. Okay. <laughs> but, uh... The other thing I wanted to mention is that we are currently borrowing a microphone because it was too bulky to put in my luggage. So we're borrowing the mic from our mutual friend, David's friend from way back, uh, Devin, who works at Google and is just generally a baller, a baller sort. A baller gentleman. A baller, a real baller gentleman. <laughs> and uh, thanks, Devin. Thank, thank you so much, Devin. Uh, it is the exact same microphone that we already used. Still so looks great. It still looks so chrome. <laughs> Like, it could just shoot off into space if it wanted to. Now, uh, this is the cast. We ask the hard-hitting questions. Ben, are you just stalling so we don't have to talk about Cousin Skeeter? <laughs> it's not really that hard-hitting a question, nor am I ashamed to answer, yeah, of course I am. Uh, um, we should get into Cousin Skeeter. So, Zane, tell me, tell me about the production history. All right, so Cousin Skeeter ran on Nickelodeon from 1998 to 2001. Mm-hmm. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> that is all. I, that is all I could find. I, I like, they were trying be... to keep it a secret or something. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like... I, you can find yeah. select episodes <laughs> of it on YouTube, and like, that's it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, how many episodes did you watch? I watched a few normal ones, and then the movie. You watched the movie. I kind of enjoyed the movie. All right. Well, why don't you? Why why don't we hold off on how the movie was until later, and let's just talk about the regular plot of it, right? And you know, this is going to be a little bit of a weird one to talk about because you know. For something that is nominally animation, like <laughs> it's not animated, right? It's it's puppets and real life people, right? So we can't really talk about animation. Instead, we're going to talk about how great Cousin Skeeter looks. <laughs> and um, I, I think we can use our normal con- cartoon cast flow, but it might not sync up quite right. So <laughs> right. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But Zane, give us give us the plot. So the of premise. According to <laughs> Ooh. according to IMDB, the plot is oh boy. a boy's cousin stays with his family. They get themselves into all sorts of funny situations. Again, that's all I could find. Yeah, they don't, though. Cousin Skeeter does. <laughs> right. Who I'm just going to try to refer to as Skeeter now. Try not to get confused. <laughs> We're Skeeter. not talking about Doug. We want to talk about Doug. <laughs> that was a great show. <laughs> this is pretty bad. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically what I've ascertained is that it's... Sort of a growing up, getting more comfortable with yourself story for the, you know, nominally main character Bobby, Mm -hmm. I suppose. Um, When his cousin Skeeter shows up and just takes... Things get wacky! (laughs) (laughs) He just takes the spotlight and focuses on him, and Bobby is upset about it, but accepts it because of Skeeter's charisma. Right. And, you know, Bobby and Skeeter kind of play this counterpoint of, like, two different ways to grow up. It's it's the odd couple. Yeah, it's exactly right. like the odd couple. <laughs> Except, you know, they're cousins. Also, they're black. If we hadn't mentioned it, I should like to point out that these were black people. It does not come up much. <laughs> Are you certain? <laughs> well, it's, it's <laughs> there's a thin undercurrent like of just, like, trying to appeal to white people who like black culture. <laughs> but they don't, like, make it a huge, like... Thing, they they I don't certainly think. don't because I'm a white person who did not enjoy this show. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's possible to try and fail. So, I guess so, that's true. But yeah. Um, I read a statistic recently like, 60 to 80% of rap is consumed by middle class white guys. Yeah, yeah. It's. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me even a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, the best part of. The, the most interesting facet of this show is, I think, Bobby seeing the way Cousin Skeeter approaches life. Mm-hmm. with this very nonchalance, uh, everything-will-work-out-in-the-end, the end double make care attitude, yeah, and realizing that it actually is a viable option. If like, you're Skeeter. If you're Skeeter. <laughs> if you have that charisma, that wicked charisma that... I'll get into one of the plots later, but... Like, reality-bending charisma. <laughs> no, he, he like literally <laughs> bends reality to his will, and everyone looks like they want to argue, and then they just throw their hands up and go, oh, and Skeeter just <laughs> does what he was going to do anyway. <laughs> Literally every plot of Cousins boot <laughs> right By the way, this show has literally no plot <laughs> Like no macro plot anyway. They, they, at the beginning it was like they yeah, they go to school they have homework but you can start an episode with Skeeter and Bobby are working as like bellboys in a hotel yeah and there's like no lead up to that. That's yeah. where they start. <laughs> and, and they don't explain why they're there. <laughs> hey, let's have them in a safari expedition. Done. <laughs> you can start there. That's, that's the starting point. It's How 25. did they get there? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Look at his face. <laughs> he's so happy to be there. Just entranced. He's, he's about to ride a rhino and make friends with it, and it's going to be great. Right. Wear a little safari hat. Yeah. By the way, one of my favorite parts of the show is whenever Cousin Skeeter is forced to wear a costume <laughs> of any sort. <laughs> but we will get back into that in animation Mm -hmm. so characters right let's hold off on cousin skeeter for a minute because the show first introduces bobby right who's just a normal kid right he's a little too sensitive and apprehensive for his own good but he so he is one of many nickelodeon stars who like starts off in kind of the awkward years and grows up into a fairly handsome person okay I i didn't notice that Yeah, like, just, like, in the first couple episodes, he seemed, like, slightly too young, and then he, like, fills out a little bit. Yeah, he's, 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 I think the, there's a nice marriage of, like, real life and acting Mm -hmm. here where the actor looks like he's too uncomfortable with his own body, (laughs) and it's either just a really good casting decision or very good acting. Right. Because he, he plays the part of the shy, you know, secondary character extremely well. Yeah. The shy foil. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, props to him, because that is... I don't know. I think he's acting is great in this, to be totally honest. He, he fits the role very well. Fits the role very well, and, you know, he's got a great uh, sigh, shake <laughs> of the head, <laughs> that you he, he really, like, right. can, can can commiserate with <laughs> right. whenever Skeeter pulls out of his bullshit. Um, there isn't much else to say about him, though. It, nope. <laughs> because the show doesn't say much about him, because he's never the focus. It's not important. He sometimes, you Side know... Kick. His his plot sometimes gets resolved, sometimes he makes a move on Nina, like, you know, whatever. It's not important to the show (laughs) because the main character is clearly the uh, eponymous? What's the word for it when it's in the title? Titular. Titular. yeah. Also eponymous. Both good. Eponymous Rex. (laughs) Hippoponymous. Hippopononymous Rex. Uh, Yeah, Skeeter is, of course, the uh, main character of the show. He is a puppet. Yeah. Just right. it. No, no, no. <laughs> don't, don't say it. Don't say it out loud. Don't draw any attention to the fact he, that he's a puppet. They say that he's Because they short. don't. They say he's short. Th- that's as close as they get to recognizing that Maybe that's that he just is a how little people look in their universe. I think it's very funny that they never bring up the fact that he's a puppet in the show. <laughs> that, that, more than anything else, endeared this show to me somewhat. <laughs> right. It is never brought up that he is a puppet. Um... And what's even better is that's not the most important thing about him. No, you forget about it fairly quick because no one brings attention to it. The only... The only... The thing is, I think him being a puppet is important for us accepting his charisma. It's a nice hook into the show. Well, I think specifically, if this was just a real-life actor, Mm. it would be harder to view him getting away with all the things he gets away with. Right, and all the backflips he does. Yeah, I mean, he's his own stuntman, of course. (laughs) But, like... You know, his crazy situations, people just kind of throw their hands up and just say, fine, do whatever you want. I don't think that would work as well. That would be less believable somehow if it was a real person. Yeah. You know, and you see, like, a scene where he's just, like, constantly eating, and then he's, like, a balloon-type <laughs> puppet, and then he throws up, and he's back to normal. Yeah, like, yeah. we, like, literally watched a scene with our older brother David, <laughs> where he, like, was in this Lego fortress and turned into, like, a miniature, like, a tornado? Cyclone. Yeah. <laughs> like, a Lego cyclone. In I don't retrospect, know that was rather odd. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty odd while we were watching it. And he just runs into people, and he just but, fall down. But, like, what I'm saying is, he, he has this persona, which... Is necessary for him to carry the plot. He can't let any other character get in his way. Right. And if he was just a normal person, it would be easier for other people to react to him in a realistic way. Right. He's a larger-than-life character, so he needs to be distinct from the reality that everyone else is, exactly. is dealing with. He, he needs to... Yeah, Exactly. That's, that's a good way to put it. He's you know. more of a force of nature than an actual person. <laughs> a minor deity. Yeah, he's just, Pretty much. It's him, Rudy to booty. Oh my god. We've got our whole cartoon pantheon going. <laughs> I really like our pantheon is filling up nicely. He's uh, the Dionysus. Do you ever go on TV Tropes and just look up the pantheon pages? No. It's like uh, subsets of people that just... Uh, the internet fell in love with, essentially. <laughs> just like He-Man will be there as like the... Uh, Like the like a minor deity of strength or something, and it'll have all of his like, it'll be like you know allies, Superman, like like a bunch of people, and just basically like little bios. Like they don't, they have like no content. So like much of TV tropes has like no, like it's all calories. It's just (laughs) to like watch you watch other people enjoy the things you like. (laughs) That's all it is. That's, That's where pretty society's pretty, at right now. Pretty much. I think because it's we're been not, a good amount of we're my job not like, doing that. We're not like Cousin Skeeter. We can't go out and just have an adventure uh, and yeah. meet people and know a celebrity and have saved their life. Yeah, us specifically. But also, no. let's get back to Skeeter, though, because we're getting a so little bit off topic. Skeeter is voiced by Bill Bellamy. Mm. Which has... Who, whom has a great voice. Yeah. oh, Skeeter's voice is fantastic. And uh, so, he's a comedian who is Shaq's cousin. <laughs> Oh. which is why Shaq shows up in that one episode when they're playing <laughs> basketball, which I've tried to find but couldn't. Oh man. Um, I wish I'd seen that one. Bill Bellamy is, is uh, apparently invented the term booty call. Oh. <laughs> so, did he do it in the sh- in the context of this show? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> like- no, um, Oprah! Let but, me call that you, girl! <laughs> Something like that. But the the puppet itself is controlled by Drew Massey and Alice Dinian, who have a history of puppet uh, work in television on, like, Muppets and that sort of thing. This is a good-looking puppet. This is amazing. Like... We'll get into it in the animation, they, but it looks great. They work it into things really well, and in, in sometimes very creative ways. Yeah, this is one of the best-made puppets I think I've seen. And it has to be, because it's a main character of a show that does not have puppets. Right. So it <laughs> so lasted three seasons. Like, the... Your attention is going to be drawn in so hard by this one character. He better look good, <laughs> you know. They have like detachable eyebrows. You put in something else in. Uh, yeah, yeah, has a bit of Mister Potato Head going on. <laughs> yeah. Why I, wasn't I this marketed? Who's, I wonder whose job it was to put him in different suits. <laughs> do you think that was difficult to do? An adorable little sailor suit with the yeah. lollipop, <laughs> and a little little blue bow tie. It's a good ship lollipop. <laughs> I'm the the sweetest thing on it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That is exactly how he talks. (laughs) Speaking of, let's talk about Skeeter. Just pure charisma. Yeah, but it's not just charisma. It's specifically black charisma. You're right. Am I wrong in that? I don't think so. Because they, I think they really went overboard trying to make Skeeter sound as black as they possibly could. (laughs) They they do play it up. Like like you were saying, Bill Bellamy invented the term booty call. I Mm -hmm. would say that is kind of a... It started out as, like, a black colloquialism. I mean, it was definitely much more, like, you see a white comedian say the term booty call, it seems a little odd. Yeah, it seems like, uh, he he, he forgot the rules. (laughs) It's their word. (laughs) Yeah, booty call is their word. (laughs) White girl ain't got no booty. It's kind of like if a black person, like, tried to do, like, a foghorn leghorn impression, (laughs) we don't be like, dude, come on. (laughs) That's our cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) That's our cartoon. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to try not to be too, like, race, uh, se- like, I'm trying. I'm going to try not to be too, um... We, you have to understand, <laughs> growing up, the only, like, interracial context we had for anything was this show. It was pretty much this show and the Cosbys. <laughs> right. Which, yeah. Neither of which are really representative. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so, if you have a problem with anything that we are saying... Or Jell-O Puddin' Pops. Just understand that... You- We freely admit we don't know what we're talking about, and we are not trying to offend anyone. Well, it's not so much that... I I would say I understand black culture in some regard. What I'm saying is... (laughs) Ben is an expert on black culture. (laughs) Lived on the streets. I lived on the streets. What I'm saying is, we're talking about this show. This show isn't representative of black culture. No. So the jokes that we are making is not us being deliberately racist. It's us making jokes in the style of the show. Yes. And... That for sounds instance, like a cop-out, but... For instance, uh, one of the things that Cousin Skeeter says when he gets his luggage taken is, and I'm quoting here, he's got, ter- he got his turntables and a case of hot sauce in there, so be careful. <laughs> so, when I'm saying these things that sound like really racist jokes, this is stuff that Cousin Skeeter would say. Right. It doesn't mean that it's indicative of the culture, of which, yes, saying you're correct, we know very little about... <laughs> But there's... Yeah. I don't know exactly how to phrase it. Yeah. Um, take it with a grain of salt. Right. It gets embarrassing quick, the way he talks. Yes. <laughs> I mean, pretty bad. Um, it's a little bit easier because there's a puppet barrier there. like And because he's just like this force of nature, you can't actually get mad at him. Right. Much like everybody else in the show. But uh, it's much worse when the other characters in the show are kind of black culture caricatures... Yeah, so the the other characters mostly, you know, there, there's Bobby Skeeter and then Nina, who's like the female love interest kind of thing. Yeah, I don't I don't care for her much. And then Skeeter finds a lady puppet named Nicole. <laughs> yep. <laughs> who again Less, n- never called a puppet much minor much more minor deity, like maybe a follower. <laughs> yeah, um, but the adults in this show generally come in one of two types. They are either childlike and ineffectual like they get really excited over these things or they're like not that intelligent or they're like strict and malicious <laughs> and usually if they're strict and malicious they're probably a white guy Very angry white guy uh we'll get back to that in the tone but i did want to make uh make a point of saying that it's not just cousin skeeter who is this weird like black culture caricature um right. the it's whole also, show is I think specifically it gets hardlined into a couple characters, because Bobby's family is generally fine. Mm-hmm. Nina is pretty rough yeah, at times. Well, like, tell, tell us about Nina. So, Nina is the main love interest. She talks way too fast, and that is all of her personality. She's caring, blah, 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 Nicktoons. But mm-hmm. the weird thing is how she'll sometimes lapse into this overly weird, like, yeah. this weird, like... I don't know. They're, like, trying a little too hard to target the demographic, it feels Her like. Her personality seems tacked on in every episode. Like, it's different. It <laughs> fluctuates, bounces back and forth between, like, motormouth, like, schoolgirl. Like, fine. Seen that before. Totally consistent. And then randomly she'll say, like, we gotta go get our freak on. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> it came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I, Most of time, like, Not a I'm very not... clearly defined personality. And if you talk like that, fine. But she does not talk like that. Almost all of the time. So it's, like, really obvious when they try to stick in lines like that. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I really wish they had put more, like, of a production history in, like, that I could find. Because I'm kind of curious, like, what the thought process was behind making this show. Like, there's many shows in Nicktoons where, like, they'll target this demographic, Mm -hmm. black culture. And I just feel like it's done very, very sloppily here. Mm -hmm. I would say... With Skeeter, it's fine. Because it's (laughs) through all of his character and in his, uh... And and it's a puppet, so it's okay. But for her, it's like pretty obviously just tacked yeah. on. I think I think the Proud Family did uh, did it a lot better I forgot about the Proud Family. But how could you? It's not bad. <laughs> uh, but that was that was on Disney. That's so I, I Raven. Th- I think actually did a already, decent yeah. decent job, uh, as well as believe it or not, Keenan and Kel. So, <laughs> <laughs> although Kel is sort of a special case. <laughs> He's not, really, he's not really indicative of any demographic <laughs> The orange soda lobby Yeah, yeah big orange soda <laughs> But, uh, yeah, this show Yeah I'm trying to not be offensive talking about it But It's hard the, to do The people making the show and the people who agreed to go along with it Were not culturally sensitive It doesn't seem like it So, speaking of that, let's go into tone maybe yeah, so I mean, we, we you know we're backpedaling a lot on trying not to offend people because uh, we're bad at not doing that, and this is kind of a you know topical issue. Yeah, I don't but, know why I didn't see this coming when I chose Cousin Skeeter. But the show, as the it, show. <laughs> but the show itself is extremely goofy, so it doesn't really come up that much. I thought that there are parts of this show where you can sort of see the code behind the matrix, where you can, <laughs> where you can start to see the opinions and feelings of some of the creators. Mm-hmm. You know, that part where, you know, Nina very obviously has, like, these weird lapses into an overly black girl, like, (laughs) dialect. Right. Um, You can kind of see someone just throwing that in real, real haphazardly. Yeah. Also, the fact that almost every person is an angry white guy when when they have an enemy is a really angry, really old white guy. (laughs) Almost every time. And I'm all for racial inequality. I can get behind making fun of white guys. We had it easy. (laughs) <laughs> you know, you can talk like Foghorn and Leghorn, fine. <laughs> right. I'll be down with it. <laughs> I understand that. You can have that word too. It's cool. <laughs> um, but I feel like it goes a little too far. Not because it's offensive to me, because I don't care. Right. But just because it seems like it doesn't really reflect well on the creators. <laughs> it really doesn't. It makes them seem very spiteful, I yeah. think. It's like, uh, and one can conclude that every writer was, I don't know just again pretty culturally insensitive it was a different time like, <laughs> 15 years ago granddad didn't understand it back like he didn't know that <laughs> well, to be racist supo. <laughs> oh, granddad supo really did not <laughs> he just didn't grow The world grew up around him You're like why isn't everyone lumpy but <laughs> no i think skitter tries his best <laughs> so i mean aside from that the the tone is basically it's a single character spotlight show Everything revolves around Skeeter, what he wants to do. It, it is like, um... Like, have you ever seen a movie that's just clearly, like... They got an actor, they're letting him do whatever he wants, he's the star. hmm Like, um... Like Danny Kaye in The Court Jester, or like any Tyler Perry or Eddie Murphy movie. It's just yeah. the actor he, doing the whatever movie. he wants. He's the movie. Right. Yeah, he's the movie. This is kind of the... the, car- the not cartoon, this is the <laughs> TV show version of that. Yeah, for For, for, for a puppet. Yeah, it's, it's pretty weird the way reality sort of bends around him. <laughs> I really like the divorce from reality in that, you know, first of all, there's a puppet here. But Skeeter instigates every situation. Gets away. Not just gets away with it. it he, he instigates it and has not. there's not even an ounce of resistance in his way. No. <laughs> Actively benefits from all his impulsive decisions. I want to describe a plot point to you. Please do. Um, they... Skeeter and the gang go to a mall and there's a pig there. Okay. Um, (laughs) It's like this sales. It's like this, uh, you know, marketing ploy on behalf of like this, you know, cheese and meat shop or whatever, and there's a pig out front. And, you know. Skeeter's like, I love this pig. Uh, And this angry white guy comes along and says, that's my pig, he's gonna make me money. (laughs) Wow! (laughs) So first of all, (laughs) I'm not joking at all, I'm not emphasizing at all, that is how this show depicts every white person. (laughs) Not every white person, but if there's a villain, it's an angry white guy in exactly that manner. Um, (laughs) Whose pig is gonna make him money? (laughs) He literally says that line. (laughs) That's brilliant. Um, Skeeter really feels bad for this pig. This pig's name is Chester. And he's like, we gotta bust him out. And Bobby's like, that's a bad idea. Next scene, they're in the thing. And Bobby's like, okay, here's the plan. <laughs> they eventually steal the pig and get away with it. And, you know, eventually they, the the guy takes him to court. And, um, he, and Skeeter is like, we're gonna need a lawyer. Bobby's mom is a lawyer. And he's like... Nah, I don't want to. I'm going to do it myself. I, how did I know that was going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> Next scene. He's in the courtroom. He is the lawyer for his side. He's wearing a cute little suit. Of course. He's got little glasses on that don't help him at all. And he's, this <laughs> The courtroom scene is, of course, ridiculous. And he gets away with it. I kind of want to watch this episode now. <laughs> the ending of the episode is that Chester is treated a lot better in the shop, and Skeeter gets visitation rights. <laughs> it's Which one. by the way his crimes amounted to stealing a pig. <laughs> so like, he he doesn't have visitation rates, but he imposes his will on the world around him to such a degree that everyone just goes along with it. Through every step of the way Bobby just throws up his hands and just like, "Oh, this is a bad idea." And the mom is like, "You anyway. shouldn't be the lawyer. Oh, this is a bad idea." <laughs> but no one actually stops him. <laughs> it's like one of those uh, you know, rich kids always gets gets his way kind of thing sort like of. evil kid in the movie. <laughs> like he yep. would be the bad guy. Maybe all the other characters were, like, trying to be sensitive to puppet kind. Is this, like, a Truman Show situation <laughs> where they're just trying to make his life, like, <laughs> as perfect as possible, but he's just taking advantage of it? They're training him to be a magical warrior. Thank you, Beth. By, uh... <laughs> okay. But it's just... It's sort of charming in in it, the way that they don't treat it... I, I love it when a show clearly does not treat reality like that. I think... <laughs> I think the, um... One of the one of the biggest problems for me about this show, the difference between Skeeter and every other character, mm. Skeeter gets a lot of great lines. It, you know, like we said, the puppet looks great, very smooth. Mm. Everyone else is like, this is the worst acting I've ever seen. It's like not great. I don't think it's that bad though. It's the puppet is showing the most realistic emotions, yeah. and everyone's like really over like. Bobby's this, good. This show is designed for people too young to understand emotions. <laughs> I, to like understand, much? like, subtlety and dialogue. So it's like, oh, Skeeter, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, boys. You know that, uh, you, I just remembered a different angry white guy and something that this reminded me of. <laughs> of course of. you did. Um, <laughs> this, you remember in the first Spider-Man movie, the good mm-hmm. one, not the amazing Spider-Man. Sorry. Correct. Remember that guy who is, like, the uh, the, the broker for uh, yeah, the wrestling uh, the, 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 the fighting res- the wrestling day. ring. yeah. And he's just like, why'd you let him get away? Now he's going to make off with my money. <laughs> 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 the character is cut straight from Cousin Skeeter. Uh, uh, I, I think you are correct, It does though. feel overdone. It does feel overdone, and I think there's a good point there about uh, these char- the, the, the children not being able to understand the subtlety in character interaction when they're portrayed by real people. mm mm-hmm. And certainly with animation, it's a little bit more obvious, even though you can have some subtlety in animated characters, but you can't have that much subtlety, sure. so it's sort of like this uncanny valley thing, where it, a certain amount of subtlety is fine in animation because the art style is so expressive anyway. Sure. It's it's just interesting like to see all these people, they have big emotions, they're always saying exactly how they feel. That pig is gonna make me money. <laughs> but it's so stilted and it's orderly and everyone's like, no, that's not a good idea. I should do this. And Skeeter just just destroys society. <laughs> 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 it's kind of like a Jack Black movie. Like, you guys need to learn how to loosen up. Yeah, it's like, again, another, another actor in which the movie just sort of bends around him. <laughs> right. Uh, Lucy goosey yeah <laughs> yep this show um I did want to say that uh it's interesting in that first of all, all the authority figures are angry white men, but I also wanted to say that they're all extremely ridiculous straw men, okay like what for do you mean? Social, like this had some social commentary in the way that Nick do, so right. the episode with the pig um you know it's animal cruelty shit all that all that business right. and it's you know. The opposition to the whole animal cruelty thing is not portrayed by like, well, you know, these are my animals and I'm going to use them as I see fit. Um, they're my property, I bought them, I raised them, blah blah blah. Right. This is not portrayed in a realistic way. It's angry guy yelling about how it's gonna make him money. I see. <laughs> so they're all and all the authority figures are set up in that way. Um, you know, all the all of the all of the security guards are like, Don't you know you're not supposed to be in here? Fucking kids, <laughs> right? It's it's the way that ki- kids they don't, do, they don't kids do relate to this show because you know kids sees all these rules and structure that the you know adults place on them, and they're like, they're not doing this for a reason. They're trying to be mean to children. It's just it's just adults are mean to children. Yeah, um, and I think I it's I feel like it's very <laughs> it's a very uh, sloppy attempt at um, social issue integration in a show. Sure. I think I prefer it when there's PSAs. Yeah. Because they just have show and then a little bit at the end where you can kind of, oh, I appreciate them in their own way. Shoehorn in a... If you really need fog to. Foghorn leghorn like. in yeah. a message. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Foghorn in. Nah, yeah. so you, you, you shouldn't pollute there. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a little bit like uh, Jimmy Stewart in It's a Wonderful Life. Aw. Aw, <laughs> <Aww>, Clarence. <laughs> I want to live. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I, uh, yeah I, I just think that all the authority figures being straw men does not give an accurate depiction on social issues. Like, I would have preferred maybe a reasonable authority figure on the opposing mm-hmm. side. But the thing is, they can't have that because then Cousin Skeeter doesn't seem justified in winning those battles, those right. moral battles. He wins because he's a good guy, but not because he has good points. It's just because everybody else's point is so much worse. Right. And... Skeeter, you know, in a reasonable world, should get in trouble. And there are occasions where he needs to be bailed out. And he's usually bailed out by some random celebrity. (laughs) How do you feel about, like... That he knows, or that they like did something nice for Again, earlier in the, the episode. The departure from <laughs> reality is really charming because every celebrity that goes on is like, "Hey, can you paint me in a really positive light and make me seem like I'm down to earth?" I'm like, yeah. Well, if you didn't know, all black people know each other, whether or not they were puppets. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it makes sense that he would know Shaquille O'Neal and not, Michael not always, Jordan. It's not always black celebrities. There was like some boy band from New Zealand. <laughs> What? In that hotel episode. They are like, no, it's okay. He's with us. <laughs> I actually didn't watch the whole thing. No, I gave I, up when they started babysitting that monster girl. Another, oh. wa- another white person who does not... <laughs> whom is, is not a, an okay person. <laughs> um, children are the worst. Um, <laughs> I'll just take that one out of context. That'll be my new ringtone. She's saying <laughs> children are the worst. <laughs> I say it all the time now. Um, what uh, what's your favorite skeeter claim uh i i don't know if he i made, have a favorite he makes skeeter these claims claim. all the time he saved somebody's life who he knows a lot this of famous old, person he's got a lot of louis anderson's dad too <laughs> where he just like says things that are clearly unbelievable uh, i assume you have a favorite my one. my favorite claim is my lawyers have lawyers and they sue each other just to keep their skills sharp <laughs> <laughs> which is absurd in every part man uh... I, I don't even know what to, what to say about it. <laughs> um, I mean, that, you know, and followed by a classic laugh track, which right. maybe we should talk about the music, and or not the yeah, music no, and sound. Let's the do the audio. Yeah, let's I do mean, the audio and then come back to animation, because that's the coolest part. I'm really glad that our podcast isn't about shows that have laugh Fucking tracks. Fucking laugh tracks. They're so bad. I can't handle, like, okay, just purely on a uh, metal level, like, Mm-hmm. Like, outside of this particular show, laugh the, the tracks... The platonic ideal of laugh tracks... Yeah. ...need like, to be taken out back in shot. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> okay. It's, like, just never... I've never seen it implemented well. I've enjoyed shows with which have laugh, laugh tracks, but it's always in spite of them. Sure. Drew Carey Show, Roseanne... I'll watch those and still enjoy them. But whenever they make... Uh, put a laugh track in to tell you when the joke is, it's demeaning to the audience, <laughs> first of all. It's incredibly pandering and condescending. But also... I I I yeah I don't know how to phrase it other than it's pandering like crazy much. I think it might owe to the tone of some shows that don't like the less you have a laugh track the more it's a sardonic dark sense of humor. I feel like it's somewhere on that spectrum from like good-natured show to dark and gritty. Right. It it eats up time um that as well. in the show and so you're not spending as much time thinking like how can we develop this character? How can we put in more jokes? Mm. You're just like uh, five minutes to kill. Just put in a laugh track throughout the episode. <laughs> I think it eats up time, but I don't think that's why it's there. I think and it's, it's so I, that people can feel like they understand what's happening. Sure, they feel like I don't know. It's like, got to be awkward you know, for the actors, though. You know, when you it's got to be very just stand there for a while looking. You just do your backup dancer face. It's like, don't draw focus. It's wait like wait until a, the dialogue is happening again. It's like in a musical when you're. Um, You know, when you're, like, singing, like, a solo or something, and there's, like, a two-bar rest where the music's doing something, you just kind of stand in there, like, remain angry face. (laughs) (laughs) Throw your hands up, shake your head. Vamp anger. (laughs) Is that what it's called, vamping? Vamping is just when you do the same thing until you get your cutest to to change. Oh, I feel like you told me that very recently, and I forgot it then. (laughs) I did. Well, Yeah. I uh, I don't think it's a really a facet of needing to fill time though. I feel like it's trying to include the audience, make them feel smarter than they probably are. I suppose so. Like imagine a conversation in which somebody says a joke and you don't understand it. Other people are laughing, Mm. and you can still feel like you're part of it by also laughing. Although, would you say about (laughs) that? What a weird little glitch! What a weird, weird little glitch in human programming. We like. I don't, know what this, I don't know how to describe it. Would you say that the jokes in Cousin Skeeter were jokes that could go over anyone's head? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like people could have picked up on this. Is there anyone who's not in this in-group? It is, you know, to kids, right? Sure. And again, I think this is something that's very indicative of children's programming in real life versus children's programming in animation. Sure. Animated series do not need laugh tracks. Right. This one I feel like maybe kind of did. A little bit. But I, I don't know how to verbalize that. Well, the, um, the children, the target audience of, of having, of children makes sense with those big emotions, you know, stock characters, very clear good versus evil, mm. um, and a main character that appeals to the childlike sensibility of, eh, someone will take care of it. I guess so. Um, and so a laugh track fits into that because it, it's telling them, oh, that's a joke. Learn how to get a sense of humor. I'm not sure why it doesn't happen in animation. I think just because animation has to be a lot more deliberately paced. I think that it, uh, it has something to do with the fact that animation leads itself better to emotional cues without overtly stating them. Could be. Like, if, if you think about, like, I'm thinking about, like, just randomly, like, a Simpsons episode where uh, Homer, like, sees Marge and his, like, former romantic rival dancing or something like that, and he wa- watches it, and he's like, oh no, if Marge and Stu kiss... I'll never be born. Right. And like, there's no laugh track, but like the music swells in a funny way, and he's right. like getting distraught, and you're like, oh, that's a fact of the Future reference. Right. And all of those things tell you, it is time to laugh. This is a funny joke. Sure. And well, the something mu- like and the Cousin music- Skeeter, where Cousin Skeeter says something like vaguely black and full of himself, <laughs> you're not sure if it's a joke <laughs> or not. Is this there's, how puppets talk? There's no indication. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there... Do do live action shows not have as much musical cues? I've I never really paid attention to it. I feel as though it has more, like... This there show sure There's a decent amount of appealing to demographic here that I don't mind. Sure. Like, I like, you know, the hip-hop intro by, mm-hmm. uh, by who was it? Steelo by Missy Elliott. It yeah, was it, it was proper. based... Well, it was based on the 702's song, Steelo, and featuring Missy Fe- Elliott. Featuring Missy Elliott, which... And then they just put words on it. Yeah, which is pretty good. And there was, I, Honestly. There was one episode where he sings it, mm-hmm. um... He, like, dresses up as a woman to be in a pop band. <laughs> and, yeah. of course, that decision has no negative consequences. No negative consequences. And you can jump into it and out of it like nothing. Yeah. It's just Because like, okay. the rest of the world doesn't exist. You can do one show, party, leave. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Forget that somebody's job depends on this. And, like, so they appeal to the demographic, you know. They've got some hip-hop and some jazz in a way that I really like. Mm-hmm. Because it's sort of an outreach to, like, if kids are watching this, they're going to see some hip-hop, and it's generally not bad. No. Like, it's perfectly pleasant and, you know, good-natured enough. It's it's not a bad in, introduction to the genre. They also have a good variety of other music. Like, they've got a, a bit of country or classical for the sake of a bit or whatever. Sure. However, they don't have... Like, imagine back to, like, Adventure Time, if Finn is just, like, walking around or something. Walking around music, yeah. You've got walking around music. It's not <laughs> really music, but you've got some, like... Little Like, little sound clips, Something maybe pushing a little, you forward. little bit of a flute. Like, it's just background music mm-hmm. is what it is. And you don't have that in a show where people are talking to each other, because it makes no sense. Right. What, do they have a boombox falling <laughs> on? It's like Spike Lee movie? <laughs> no. It's just, there's no... I, I think... I don't know if it doesn't fit the feel or it doesn't fit the logic of a real life show, mm-hmm. but... You can't really have that background music. Instead of instead of the background lot. music, they have those wacky bulk and skull sound effects. I did not notice those. Can you can you unpack that a bit? Uh, you know, the sound effect it's just like something crashing or not quite I, that. I love that theme, song. I'm not gonna quite cut quite that hand strong. But just um scratch record kind of backfiring, followed by, like, an accordion falling down the stairs. You know, just, like, these (laughs) weird, like... Stock sound effects? Stock sound effects that... Just like I don't know how to describe them because the words that would be onomatopoeic for them have just a random combination of syllables. Oh, kind of like um, kind of like uh, pots and pans falling down a stair, down a set of stairs all at once through a synthesizer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like I definitely see that whenever a Skeeter crashes into you know like a garage or you know a fortress or whatever. Yeah. And anytime like if, if there's a joke that's like at somebody else's expense and it's not a laugh track, it's just like like a Somebody messing around on a techno-making software that's just like this, bam, bam, like, just a weird, like, sound effect. I don't know. Um, yeah. But let's, uh, I think that's all I got to say about music and sound. Me too. I don't have a good way to segue out of it, so let's just talk about animation. The characters on the show look really lifelike. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, we're going to limit our discussion to Skeeter because he's beautiful. This is a great puppet. I I don't know what the design design decision was in making this puppet. As David pointed out, it's pretty much the same puppet as from Arrested <laughs> Development. What was it? Franklin Delano um, Blue? Bluth? Yeah. Was that it? It's it, pretty much the exact same thing. But like he looks great. There's separate triggers for his eyelids and his eyebrows. Mm-hmm. His his wide-eyed stare with an open mouth is my favorite like yeah like he just gets like so drawn into whatever he's looking at and he always looks ecstatic to see it because he can't not smile <laughs> right and if he's like they like they, like i said they have the other puppet uh Nicole looks the same <laughs> but like maybe like like a little wig <laughs> that's yeah. kind of the difference like a blonde wig like you can change the 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 character a lot just by adding things but they keep him pretty much the same. I love it when, whenever he's reacting to something and it's just him staring. And it's just characters <laughs> reacting to the stare. He just looks beautiful. Yeah. I, I, like, I'm just trying to do the face to you right now. Even though we're, like, on a podcast. Audio no medium. The, um... And, the, yeah, like, his hands move. Sometimes he's, like, gripping stuff and moving, like... Mm. He's and, a and hand you, puppet. Yeah, and you like, never, he's not, like, on a marionette or anything. No, he's a hand puppet. You never see... Like, they edit really well. I can imagine, like, mm-hmm. this. Mo- like most scenes probably would have taken a few takes, but they put him in all sorts of situations, and, like, it looks like they got, like, some sort of weird animatronic robot going, like, walking around. <laughs> An animatronic like, robot puppet. <laughs> An animatronic black robot puppet. <laughs> whom reality bends around. It's like a deity of underrepresented genres of, <laughs> like, media. I want to see the Latin phylum name for that. <laughs> <laughs> Cousin is <laughs> the Yeah, but just, uh, you know, keeping the the controllers out of the limelight, showing him, showing him walking or pushing something or being on top of something, like, lazing around. Like, very impressive. He doesn't look like a different... He doesn't look like he's from a different reality. He looks like he's from, like, a developing nation. Yeah, more than anything <laughs> else. Like, he's just, like, a different kind of person, but he's definitely a person. I like how they sometimes, like... Throw him or make him do an acrobatic stunt into just a puppet, like through he, the he's air. literally just someone threw a puppet. You <laughs> know they treat him. <laughs> he deserves it every time too, because he's like, I don't know if we impress this upon you enough, but he's an awful person. <laughs> <laughs> Like, whenever he's around his family or friends, he's really cool and he's really cordial and he's trying to do right by them. Mm-hmm. Whenever he's around the help, he berates them <laughs> almost constantly, specifically because it's old angry white guys. He's <laughs> constantly toting his stuff around, but he's such an asshole to everyone. <laughs> like this is a total like if you're not nice to the waiter, you're not a nice person sort sure. kind of moment. He is a dick. <laughs> this is this is probably the most evil person we've done dealt with so far. <laughs> Like, he's just straight up not a good person. Nice. Um, I also want to say that a puppet in a costume is just always a home run. <laughs> Adorable. It's. I don't know why you're dressing up a puppet in clothes like he was a person wearing the clothes. Why is that so funny? I don't know. <laughs> like that's one of those things where like you'll have a scene change and you'll see him in a costume and there will be a laugh track. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's condescending because. Of course, I'm going to laugh. He's doing a Johnny Cochran impression right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny as hell. <laughs> or he'll be in like like this ye- little yellow raincoat, like he's like uh like he's, he's looking like wet. he's looking for Curious George or something. Sure. It's, I don't know why, but he's very funny whenever he's in a costume. Yeah. This is a pretty well defined character considering the genre and show he's in. He so much more thought and effort went into everything about him than any other part of this show, <laughs> which is. Which is significant because, again, the show is about him, so uh, drawing our focus to the most developed part of the show is not a bad... Like, if you have just a set amount of development that you can do, (laughs) better put it into the places where we're going to watch. His name's in the title. His name is the title. Right. (laughs) First name, cousin. (laughs) Second name. (laughs) I assume. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, compared to other characters whose names are in the title. Doug. Yeah. Well-developed there. Yeah. <laughs> Playing Slate. Key Man. Oh, boy. <laughs> Villain. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, that is literally all I have to say about Well, Cousin I do Skeeter. want to speak a little bit about the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Would you like to tell us all about the movie? They had a movie. Okay. Here's the basic plot of the movie. It was like the season two finale or something. All right, man. Um... Skeeter, it all starts with Skeeter. Yeah. Skeeter wants... Choose your words carefully. (laughs) Start off slow. Work your way up to it. Like This is going to be rough. You need to limber up before you get into the Cousin Skeeter movie, I assume. 500 meter Skeeter. (laughs) (laughs) I got the 500 Skeeter dash coming up. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, So Skeeter is trying to impress Nina and go on a date with her. She... You mean Bobby. No. Oh, uh, she's, he's trying to impress Nicole. The punk, oh, okay, the yeah, yeah. Um, she is going to space camp down in Florida. Again, you can literally start whatever plot you want. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, I have to go to space camp. He manages to convince his parents. It takes like does, two minutes. <laughs> does the show end with him in a rocket ship? And actually, that is like 20 minutes in. <laughs> he, they go to space camp. There's an angry white guy who he makes fun of. They trade insults for a little bit. I have to admit that this show is really consistent with its (laughs) approach to humor. Every episode is the same. That's why they only put a few on YouTube, because you only need a couple. (laughs) You just watch the same thing. I didn't realize, but yeah, it's like, he just keeps on making fun of the fact that, like, you know, this guy, is in charge of space camp, you know, he planned a lot of missions, he's a general, and Skeeter's just like, but you've never been in space. (laughs) (laughs) What an asshole. And so they're like... Oh, man, I have to wait in line to check out the, like, test module? Screw that. Look, there's a rocket over there. Let's go in that. that yeah, probably work out fine. They hit a button. They end up in space. They end up in space. <laughs> <laughs> they go to another planet. I would expect nothing left. Mar- another planet! <laughs> there are oh. there are Martians there, or, like, aliens. Classic Cousin Skeeter. One of the aliens welcomes them. He is the alien equivalent of an angry white guy. <laughs> And some He's got a big bushy mustache. <laughs> no, and, like, his, like, like his face is melted. No, that's the only <laughs> difference. Um, and then Steve like, And the like they're like, yeah, have whatever you want. Everything's free. And they're like, What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all free. I'm gonna get everything. I'm gonna get two of everything. <laughs> laugh track. Yep. It's um, <laughs> a good it, moment and for And then laugh it turns out that they in. were like trying to clone them so that they could quote unquote. Take over Earth one teenager at a time. <laughs> I, it's flawless logic. There, Skeeter. Skeeter is clearly the most powerful <laughs> being in existence. So, trying to clone him is not a bad plan. Skeeter, Skeeter, <laughs> Skeeter foils their plans single-handedly with chewing gum. You know what? I did see this. I, did, I saw this. Uh, I saw this referenced in uh, in my notes. Oh yeah, several times. New kids on the planet. That's right. Yeah, and then uh, they make their way back. And agents J and K show up, and is it literally agent? J literally agent K literally calls him agent J. He's like, "No, point the neuralizer at them. Don't mess it up. Make sure that you get eye contact." And agent J is like, "Oh, okay, I'm bumbling. Whatever." <laughs> yeah, agent K, of course, played by an angry white. <laughs> Um i assume he- kn- i assume cousin Skeeter knows uh agent <laughs> j because he knows every every famous black person and remember this is the same time that men in Black the animated series was going on oh, so nice. these they were contemporaneous of course they were they were done as humans in this, and Skeeter is so full of himself he starts like looking around while he's supposed to be getting neuralized so he's the only one that remembers and nobody <laughs> believes him <laughs> so really good <laughs> 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 really consistent i agree that's pretty that's pretty insane yeah i wish we had just watched men in black but oh well it's good stuff yeah so to everyone who listened to this you have now heard everything there is to know about cousin skeeter we hated it (laughs) we were we were appreciative of the puppet but we hated the show Um, i don't think it'll it'll be a while until we do another puppet show i feel like there are other ones that are better Mm -hmm. probably probably not alf (laughs) (laughs) oh i forgot about that's pretty indicative um but, uh, um, that, yeah. uh, yeah, I guess that wraps up our Scrambled segment. Um, quick question. Yep. Uh, Kill Fuck Mary, Cousin Skeeter, <laughs> Cousin Vinny, Cousin It. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's, it's not really a quick question. Uh, there's a lot of... There's layers. I would I would marry Cousin Skeeter. Really? Yeah, go on a bunch of adventures. Everything turns out all right. I, the thing is, I don't want to have a great amount of responsibility placed upon myself, and I feel like he'll be able to get out of every situation that he manages <laughs> to get into. So that's a good life partner. Sure. Um. Uh. I probably would kill. Probably, I I would have to kill cousin it, and because I want to be able to. Cousin Vinny right just because I want to hear lawyerisms during sure. during coitus <laughs> like sure. like like Jersey lawyerisms <laughs> mid coitus subtitle for this episode of the podcast <laughs> I would love to see a Jersey conversation Jersey lawyerism mid coitus I would love to see a conversation like an episode of Cousin Skeeter where he meets Cousin Vinny and Cousin Vinny is the angry white guy <laughs> doesn't just... hold water more than this 10 gallon hat look at this thing <laughs> laugh track good stuff <laughs> uh, yeah thanks for that question though yeah glad I could really appreciate <laughs> it <laughs> Put that one in okay well, well how about this for you fuck kill mary it's cousin skeeter kermit the frog <laughs> gobo oh jeez, how about that <sighs> You know, I, I I need to kill Skeeter at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've talked about him too much for me not to hate him. He, yeah, he's definitely like this imbalance in the universe somehow. <laughs> I would probably marry Gobo, just because like... Canada. Well, no one... Get would, free healthcare. <laughs> well, no one... I wouldn't have to tell anyone, because he would just stay a secret. That's true. So, you know, he gets me gifts every once in a while give me some <laughs> give me some buildings to eat okay uh, yeah and, you know Kermit seems you know I don't want to have a fight with Miss Piggy but is he is he also Canadian I think he's just a nice guy yeah i get those confused <laughs> canadian cousin skeeter <laughs> Oh, eh? (laughs) Larry! Everything's going on well with you, huh? (laughs) No, that that combination of archetypes is not... (laughs) It's not Demographics doesn't work quite right. There's a certain point in stereotypes where it stops working. (laughs) Yeah. There's probably, like, some really complicated Venn diagram where they can overlap. (laughs) Right. For very specific, like, internationally significant figures. Right. Um, But, yeah, Cousin Skeeter and Canadians does not work. Sure. Um... Yeah, and we're clearly just filling time now, so let's wrap up shop. Let's wrap up. Um, let's fi- let's finish um, sewing sewing this episode closed. <laughs> nice, putting a little 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 tiny mustache and hat on him. <laughs> aww, aww, cute little podcast. <laughs> so that was our first scrambled segment. It was different. <laughs> <laughs> I could say that about it. Here sure was. I hope that we have a better one next time. I think we're still gonna do it every so often, but. Uh, for right now, um we are gonna go back to animated series with Thank goodness, we are going back with the Magic School Bus. Magic School Bus. You know, this is Which does which handles in multiculturalism a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> Racial sensitivity, <laughs> not not quite as ham handed. Um yeah. Probably better than Captain Planet does, that... which I believe there's like legacy characters. Right. I don't know if you ever saw that. I think so. Uh, Like, all the characters from Magic School Bus are also characters in Captain Captain Captain. Planet. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely so. Um, We're going to talk about that next, and I think it'll be real great. And after that? After that, I have decided that we're finally going to do The Tick. The Tick. Because I have really wanted to see it, and I know it's great. And that is going to wash... Like, I still think that I'm going to be able to taste Cousin Skeeter (laughs) for, like, a few weeks. (laughs) And this will really help cleanse the palate. Sure. So we we got we got some good stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're we're working on maybe doing a, or we're working on what to do for our next movie segment. So if you have any ideas for something to do for our bootleg segment, please go or just you know comments in general. Go ahead and leave a comment for us. Mm-hmm. Um, review us on iTunes if you if you if you fancy us or if you don't. Um, you know, tell your friends about how racially insensitive we are, and <laughs> uh, you know. Keep on listening. Yeah, I mean, what's gonna get more clicks, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Where do we Where do we rank? Yeah. Um, yeah. Bye. Do do do. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the outro music. I know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Everybody out there, go run and tell your homeboys and homegirls, it's time for Keenan and care to keep you laughing in the afternoon. So don't touch that dial on Weed the Cause they always in the sun, so and you don't want to miss it. It's double K, like, do the good, right? Keenan and Kel, I should have said Kel and Keenan, and you gotta watch Keenan cause Keenan be season, with a plan or a block to make it to the top. But they kinda in the middle cause they always getting caught. They take the hardy boys, on next, true, with the It's just Keenan and Kel in your vicinity, like, see, Freedom Royal, i have having we're